This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1388, brought to you by the Horse Radio Network Auditors. If you'd like to support Horse Radio Network by becoming an auditor, just go to horsetipdaily.com and click on the Become an Auditor banner to find out how to do that. Today, I'm sitting down with Mary Schwenker to chat about riding in clinics. Mary is an ICP certified instructor level two, a United States Pony Club A graduate, and holds USDF bronze and silver medals. So let's get right to it. So thrilled to Mar- to welcome Mary Schwenker to Horse Tip Daily to chit chat about some really great and handy takeaway, useful tips. Th- thanks for spending a little time with me today, Mary. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. As we record this, it's the dead of winter in Virginia where you're, you are from. So hopefully this offers you an opportunity to warm your toes for a few minutes. It is. It is crazy here. And they're calling for ice to start falling from the sky at any minute. It's insane. Ah. So, I'm glad to be inside. <laughs> I'm glad to be inside. Well, our tip, our tip today is going to be about um, clinics because it's a really popular uh, in the off season, it's very popular to take riding clinics with uh, names of people that are famous in your discipline because it's their off season. And for other people, clinics are the way they get their regular instruction because they don't have a regular riding instructor in their area that they use. So I thought I'd get Mary to come on because she does clinics and she also does regular students and talk a little bit about what to do and how to get the most out of a clinic when you sign up to ride because you can sign up to ride in a clinic and you're paying big bucks usually and you usually have to travel and you have to get a hotel and you have to pay for stabling so it's a big investment so you really want to get the best out of it so what are some suggestions that you have Mary so that people can really maximize that investment well I have to tell you I am a total clinic junkie I, it just, it just, I, there's nothing more. I'd like to do more than ride in clinics and learn something new from somebody that I respect and really like watch their horses go. And it's just totally my thing. So I love to ride in clinics. I love to watch clinics. I watch clinics online, teach clinics. I organize clinics. So clinic junkie, that's who I am. Um, I think the first thing that I would say is um, when you pick out a clinic that you want to do, you really want to do some background. You want to make sure that it's the right clinic for you and your horse. And probably the best way to do that is to ask around, you know, find out from other people who, you know, have have you ridden in this clinic? Do you know this person? Um, You want to make sure that you're not going to put your horse in a situation where you might get overfaced or if somebody has a different teaching style than your learning style, it may be a good mesh. Um, And one of the other ways to do that would be to like look them up online. A lot of times you can watch um, like a YouTube as I'm teaching and you'll get a pretty good idea for whether or not it's going to work for you. Um, and then the next piece I would say would be to make sure as you enter that clinic that you're entering at an appropriate level. So if you jump two six and you're like, someday I'm going to jump three feet, do not enter the three foot category. (laughs) (laughs) It will not go well. So just make sure that you don't want to enter the division that's like too easy for you because 
even when you're clinicking, you know, the top dog doesn't always get the best clinic and the bottom dog doesn't always get the best clinic. But if you're like right in the middle, then you're going to get the benefit of all of it. Right. So it's important to get in there at the right level. Um, boy, I have so much. Um, the next thing I would say is make sure that you and your horse are fit enough in the middle of winter. You might be like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm so sick of riding around this tiny indoor I'm going to enter a clinic and then it turns out you've only been riding once a week and that's probably not enough to go ride with some Olympian. Yeah. So really think about whether or not you guys are ready to go do a serious clinic. Um, that would be where I would start. Um, and then going forward from there, once you've like, you know, done your background, you've decided you're fit enough, I would say, um, you know, your turnout's really important when you get there. Right. So you want to make sure that your tack is clean and your horse looks brushed up and looks really nice. Um, and that you want to, you know, show up with those polished boots. Right. And, you know, clothes that fit. So you, the whoever and this is a little hard in Virginia in the wintertime that you're not wearing the puffiest coat you have that's super warm that you might suck it up and be a little chilly. So the clinician can see, you know, where your position is, which might be hard to see if you're wearing too many layers. <laughs> Um, and honestly, once you're in a clinic and you're riding around, you're warm, right? You're going to be plenty warm. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be yeah. shedding layers. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be shedding layers. But, you know, as, as an instructor, you know, you get people that are all bundled up and like, I cannot see if he's slouching or if he's just wearing a really puffy coat. It's sometimes really hard to see. So, um, and then as a teacher, what makes me crazy is everybody's got those giant scarves now. And I'm terrified somebody's going to fall off, have the horse step through the giant scarf, and then it's going to be not the clinic we were hoping for. Oh, <laughs> gosh, Mary. So, oh, that vision. Get rid of, the, get that giant out of, my head. Get of the giant scarf. Um, no, I have seen it over and over. Like people show up in these enormous scarves, and I'm like, well, what are we doing? So um, maybe a gator instead of a giant scarf. scarf. Yes, absolutely. That's what I ride in all the time. I just hate to be cold. So um, anyway, um, and then the other thing, I went and I watched a clinic with an Olympian just two weeks ago, as a matter of fact. And in one of the um, classes that she was teaching, someone showed up in this tie-down that was made out of binders twine and double-end snaps. Yikes! I'm just saying, <laughs> you're going to go ride for an Olympian you might not want to show up in binder sweat and double and snaps for a tie down. <laughs> so don't show up in anything wackadoodle because then they just, they scratch their head and they're like, what's going on here? Um, and it just, it changes the tone of the lesson you might get, you know, and mm -hmm. um, this person handled it with absolute grace and was like, so tell me about this. And then talked him out of wearing it, which was great because it was not very safe. Um, but, you know, make sure that you, I would say show up in what you would show up for in competition, right? Mm -hmm. That would be kind of my advice on the turnout. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, okay. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. What else can I tell you about clinics? Let's see. Um, if you are riding in a group that's a little bit later in the afternoon or maybe not the first group, I would get there early enough that you can watch some of the earlier groups. So that you can like, you know, see what courses or what exercises the clinician's going for. A lot of times people will build a course and everybody's going to ride the same course. 
just at different heights. Yeah, there's going to be some overlap. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some overlap. And then that way it kind of gets you, for me at least, it kind of gets those nerves out of the way. And I can really listen to like, oh, that's how they're going to say that. Or I can see them, what they're going to really drill in on on a particular you know, so if a horse is a little, you know, like they're going to use the spiral exercise or they're a big, you know, like we're going to use shoulder in to get the half pass better, you know, and then I can almost anticipate it and yeah. expect it when I and show up to Yeah, that. and it's really nice too, especially if it's an instructor you are, you've never watched them teach in person or you're really not mm-hmm. that familiar with them. It's really nice because sometimes an exercise or an issue or a solution is explained and you don't get it. And you just, and if you watch right. the, the groups that go before you, something that dur- during your ride you might have got struggled with because you didn't know what they were talking about. By watching everybody yep. that rides before you, you go, oh, I'm glad I watched this because I had no idea what she was saying. But now that I've watched somebody else figure it out, I'm going to be yep. ahead of the game and I'm going to get an extra 15 minutes that I don't have to spend scratching my head. Right. No, that's exactly right. And what I tell like my pony clubbers, I'm I'm big into pony clubs. So my kids that are in my pony club, I make them I'm like, you guys have got to pay attention when I'm teaching these other guys. Because sometimes my biggest as a rider and a trainer, my biggest aha moments have come when I'm watching somebody solve a different problem than maybe the problem I'm having with this horse. Right. Because I ride another horse that maybe, you know, resists in the right rein. So if I'm watching and they solve that problem for somebody else, I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> exactly. You do have many, many light bulb moments when. Right. Exactly. You have a horse that's stiff to the left and he mm-hmm. and but you're watching somebody else on a horse that isn't, quote, stiff to the left. But you go, oh, wait a minute. I see a lot of commonalities with oh. what I'm dealing with. I can take this exactly. home. Exactly. And use it there. Very interesting. And one of the, some advice that somebody gave me a very long time ago about clinics is we sign up for clinics and we have a propensity to cross our fingers and hope and pray that our horse is perfect. Yes. I actually, I wrote some notes down before we, we um, phoned. And um, one of the things I have at the top of this page right here, it says, it says, tell her, don't worry if your horse is having a bad day. I actually, as a clinician, I love it when they're like, oh my gosh, he's never this naughty, right? I'm like, fabulous, because you just paid me a whole bunch of money to help you fix naughty. Exactly. <laughs> so it's an opportunity, isn't I'm it? Like, oh my gosh. I have help fixing this because, you know, the next time he's going to be naughty is when he's at a competition. And then I'm like, let this be my problem. Let me fix this for you as a clinician. I'm like, it's great. And I never worry about it. It just gives me more tools in my box to figure out how to help this horse get through this moment. So absolutely. I'm always like, oh, good. I'm glad you blew that flying change because I would love some help fixing that. So there you go. That's, now- that's kind of my thought. One of the things that um, everybody's got pictures and video of everything nowadays. As a clinician, how do you feel about someone who's riding a clinic that has someone with them filming it? Is that something that you can just do pell-mell? Is that something you should ask permission when you enter the clinic? I, I love it. I think it's it's more it, it's more information for my rider to be able to connect what I'm saying and then watch it back. And when I ride in a clinic or even just with my regular coach, I always get video. 
you know, lots of little short segments that I can watch over and over and over, um, you know, especially when we're drilling down into a problem that we're trying to solve for a horse. Um, I guess to be most polite, it's probably best to ask. Um, I have to say I've never asked. So there's that. I've been told I couldn't video, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I guess to be most polite, you should probably ask. There we go. Well, you could even just ask the organizer, you know. Hey, by the way, my my best buddy's coming with me and he's going to film the whole thing. So I I suppose that it would only be an issue if the clinic was uh, paying a professional videographer to be there to create videos for the participants or to be shown later on TV or for some streaming service or something. But um, yeah, cool. Well, great advice. Uh, yeah, great ways to help make it best. To, if you were to post those videos, you know, in a, like a public forum, that might change. You know, if you're just taking them home for your personal use to watch that, yeah. you know, yeah. the, that may be a different scenario. Yeah, different story. So, cool. Well, yeah. where can folks find Mary Schwanker online and stalk her appropriately and quiz her <laughs> about clinics and lessons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I think the best place to find me would probably be um, through Facebook um, and just use Messenger and message me, and that would be awesome. What's the name of the so, Facebook page? Oh, it's Mary Schwenker. So it's S C H W E N T K E R. You pronounce all the letters. All the letters, yes. There all the consonants. All the consonants. <laughs> I will also put a link to your Facebook page on the show notes page for this episode, and you can also Fantastic. find it there. Super. Well, that about wraps it up. You can find links to today's guests and topics at horsetipdaily.com. This is episode number 1388, by the way. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>